and I beat him up and then I took him into the kitchen and I made him <laughs> cookies that we would never have gotten to the rec market if it hadn't been for the medical uh, for the medical program and it is super super important and I think it's something that should still be talked about legacy to legal market that mm -hmm. must have been a crazy transition it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> fighting has given me a whole different attitude where they can talk to me like a little girl they can talk to me like I don't understand what they're talking about but like I just look at them like I could beat the absolute shit out of you so I don't care <laughs> that is five times what I should be eating so that is what? 10 I'm times dead. what you should be eating Legal no dose. Wonder, dude, this, it was is, scary. this is 10 milligrams, right? And this is what the government this thinks that you scary. should eat. I was scared. I'm like, this has never <laughs> happened before. I'm gonna die. It was one of those moments where his soul was like out of his body. <laughs> Word on the streets. It's Bulls and Beats. What's good, everybody? And welcome back to another episode with your girl X. Joining me today to discuss all things health and herbs is the founder and CEO of Blessed Edibles. Let's welcome Angelina. Thank Hi. you for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you feeling today? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty yeah, good. good. Surviving the world. <laughs> exactly. Aren't Surviving we the world. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody that might not know what Blessed is, can you just tell them who you are? For sure. For sure. Um, I started a company called Blessed Edibles. I guess I technically started it in uh, 2016, but... Uh, I was making edibles for my friends, and that's how I started. So I'm a, I was a professional Muay Thai athlete, so I was traveling to China and Thailand and uh, Mexico and fighting professionally. I was living a super, super strict diet, super like no drinking, no anything, not smoking weed. And I was just doing that until the pain started to really get to me. So it was from there that I, you know, I was watching all the, all the champ fighters at the gym and they'd all smoke and then they'd get into the ring and train and fight and run and do all the things. And it was just this uh, process of watching them and trying to get the stigma out of my head about what that was all about. Yes. So when the doctors continuously tried to offer me opiates and painkillers and I was just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. My brain was just kind of giving up on it. I like right. it was the process of I kind of was able to fight through the pain for a long time. And then my body was just breaking down. Right. So I knew I had to do something. So I started to make well, I smoked a joint first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and honestly, automatically, it kind of worked for me. You know, the sleep got better. The appetite got better. Right. And once you kind of fix your sleep, everything else can kind of fall into place. So that's, you know, I started making butters and oils because, uh, you know, my kind of crappy lungs, so I didn't want to be smoking. So right. through a lot of trial and error, I started making cookies and the cookies made it into one of the first dispensaries in Toronto is called 416 uh, 416 Medicinal, and it was run by an amazing woman named Amy Weinstein. And uh, she got my cookies into Damien Abraham from Vice Magazine's hands. Nice. And I got onto uh, the Cannabis Candyland Vice documentary. Nice. So it was all the edibles makers in Toronto. I guess it was around 2016. So it was a bunch of like big dudes in balaclavas, you know, with their voices changed, be like, I make shatter and blah, blah. And I was like, hi, I'm Angelina. <laughs> you know, so I got to take Damien into the ring and I beat him up. And then I took him into the kitchen and I made him cookies. So... <laughs> So from there, it's just kind of spiraled and I've been really, you know, quote, blessed. And yes. it's about um, being able to transition from the legacy market, from the green market days into the legal market. So mm -hmm. obviously the formulation of the chocolate bar has changed a lot. It's still vegan. It's still gluten free. It's all of that. But it has to be within the stipulations of the of Canadian course. government. So now it's 10 milligrams of THC, but I've upped it to 100 milligrams of CBD. So okay. it is okay. it is a real recovery bar good, good. and uh, artisanal and hand painted and all the things that I could kind of keep uh, intact while moving into the legal, very highly 
regulated market. Exactly. Yeah. I am so excited to have you here because I have so many questions right now. That's great. You're really an inspiration to so many women, especially in the cannabis industry, because it's rare and there's not many of us who are taking charge. So it's so nice to see. When I found you, I was like, what? Because I was eating your chocolate before I knew like who was the face behind it. So I'm like, this is amazing. Then when I found out it was a woman, I was like, even better. And you fought. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. I have so many questions. That's so amazing. You got into cannabis after you started fighting. Yeah, absolutely. I okay, wasn't. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. So is it like a common thing in like the fighting industry? Well, it was uh, at the time I was uh, really surprised at it, but it was really right. being hidden. But interesting. Um, as I've talked to more and more athletes, I would say like 90 percent of uh, like uh, MMA and wow. Muay Thai fighters are using cannabis to recover wow. and now for performance as well. Wow. That was kind of the second stage of the journey for me. Um, after I, um, I got a really bad concussion when I when I fought in China, so I just like I wasn't able to train at all. I was kind of having to like relearn everything. So I started just shadow boxing, consuming cam- cannabis and shadow boxing, and just finding a really beautiful flow within the movement, and mm. that was super healing in itself. So Amazing. my my journey has gone from like, you know, fighting to recovery, and then performance, and then just finding that the movement is just healing for everybody. And it isn't just about being a super hard athlete. It's, you know, moving into post pandemic yes. days where everybody just needs to chill out just a little yes. bit. And I want to talk about your recovery pro- process. Cause not a lot of people understand that cannabis is so much more than just getting quote unquote high and having fun. Like, yeah, we can have fun too, but yeah. it does help a lot of people. And I was one of those people as well. I was constantly getting gut pains and it was obviously psychological, too much stress, you know, and you're holding Yo. on to that. And cannabis was a straight, you know, reliever for me. And when I would tell other people, they didn't get it. They were like, you're just using it as an escape. And I'm like, uh, no, it's helping me heal. So I want to talk about how it helped you heal. Oh, how I've... did you notice like it helped your body in recovery? Oh, uh, well, from everything, you know, CBD has just been such a massive component. And, you know, talking to doctors, I think the biggest uh, realization about it and something that really always stuck with me is that uh, a doctor told me that it's like an air, like a uh, you know, when the car crashes and the airbags come out. Yeah. So it's kind of like that for your brain. It's the airbag for your brain. So it is kind of putting like um, like pillows around you. So right. so it's preemptively making sure that you're not going to get injured. So why wouldn't I do that? Right. If you that. could if you could constantly airbag yourself with the pressures that you're going to be put yes. through in life, like yes. why wouldn't you? So that's CB- a great metaphor. Right? Thank Honestly. you. <laughs> CBD, CBD is kind of for everybody. And that's right. kind of been the the cool thing about it is like to for this bar, I could really give it to anybody. I could give it to my mom. I, you know, we could, you could give it to anyone. And because it is only 10 milligrams, giving someone two squares, they're going to just feel the benefits of what the CBD is doing for them in exactly. their recovery, right? So, Which kind of works for people getting into cannabis, Exactly. Right? It's not like such a hard hitter right away. You know, when you, talk to, when you talk to the bud tenders and everyone's just going in and saying like, yo, give me the most, the highest percentage yeah. of THC. And I just think that is just completely irrelevant because if mm-hmm. you really talk to people about say what they smoked in high school and how that made them feel if you calculated what we were actually smoking back then it's going to be like six to ten percent you know people just want to relax a little bit and Mm -hmm. i really do feel that everybody who's going to get high or looking for that we are all just medicating so that really shows the benefits of where we came from in the whole legal system because of the medical cannabis like ruling we wouldn't have had that we would never have gotten to the rec market if it hadn't been for the medical 
uh, for the medical program. And it is super, super important. And I think it's something that should still be talked about. Absolutely. So I'm still and a medical patient. Exactly. You know? so and I like that you went from legacy to legal market. That mm -hmm. must have been a crazy transition. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Stressful, right? It was, um, it was just hard because you just kind of picture, you kind of picture what you think it's going to be. And I honestly thought I was going to be like, like balling. Just it was going to be amazing. <laughs> I was going to be like a, like a burner or something like that. But it's, it's not like that, you know, like uh, I got about like one year of a good paycheck and then pandemic hit and we weren't making bars and there was no way to get it done. So nobody mm. got paid and I haven't been paid since then. So it's right. just like uh, pushing for the greater good of what I know we can do, you know, but it's uh, it is it's a really hard process. And a lot of the things that I really wanted to be a part of it, you know, like the crazy good creative part, the artistic part, a lot of that gets really capped because the money has to go into the products. And when you've got, uh, you know, so many so many chefs in the kitchen, you know, there there isn't this access to money that we all thought was going to be this green rush yeah, that's we were true. all expecting. And it just isn't like that, it's you know. True. So we're, we're producing bars and we're thrilled with our bars and we're thrilled with our sales and we're thrilled with our reach. Uh, I do feel there's more work to do, but it's more Absolutely. in the education and yeah. uh, it's more in the education field of really the whole, teaching people. The whole industry needs work, really. Oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Like the fact that you can't even really advertise your brand is just crazy. Yeah. Can we talk about that a bit? For sure. So what is it like running a business that you can't even advertise? Well, that's like essential in a business. So absolutely, we've really just had to go with, um, you know, my my age gated Instagram, um, and then any of the pictures and whatnot that we're using, we keep them within the age gated stores. So we were the first people to use faces, so that was pretty nice. cool. So my face and cool. uh, uh, some athletes' faces and my cool. trainer's face, and so we use that for our marketing. So we were kind of waiting for shit to hit the fan with it but you know we keep it within an age gated and nobody else can see it and it honestly is just pictures of me hitting pads exactly so like if exactly. that's if that's a big problem like let's discuss that but exactly um now what's what's sorry for interrupting what's age gated for um those you know? have to be 19 plus to get into the stores oh okay, okay. yeah okay yeah. cool cool and even that alone, like, let's talk about that too. Alcohol, like, oh, don't get me started. Uh, don't get me started on like the LCBO. Anybody can just grab a bottle, oh, open you it, can bring it's your, fine. But you weed can, needs to be yeah. childproof. Nobody can look through it. Like, you that's can bring not your kids into the LCBO. You can walk by an LCBO. You can see all the bottles. You could go and you could taste it. There's people in there doing wine tastings and stuff. So, like, but you can't go in and you can't smell a package in a store. That's you crazy. can't go in and you can't look at the edibles that you're going to eat. Like, I'm, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Because like even if a child or a pet right. per se were to ingest it, they wouldn't die. They wouldn't They would die. probably just get really high. My <laughs> old chocolate bars were 100 milligrams of THC, right? Yeah. But like there, I have a bottle of vodka in my cupboard that I haven't touched for a year and I'm an adult and I can handle that, you know? So mm -hmm. why can't I have 100 milligrams in my fridge exactly. that I can take a piece off every night and not have 10 packages? Exactly. You know, like it's... Why do you think those restrictions are there though like obviously the government has thought of this we're not geniuses like this isn't a genius well concept. i just think it, it comes down to it shouldn't have been a it shouldn't have been a health regulation it should never have been mm. it should have been an right. economic thing if we right. had made weed and like an an economic venture it would have been like so much better for the country so much right. better for the people we could have made some money but because it made, became a health regulation it's just too heavily taxed wow yeah. and even how many dispensaries are coming out in general that that can't be good for the business i don't well, I, I believe the working. original count in <laughs> In, was it Ontario was a 1100 
but I think by the end of the year, it's going to be about four or five hundred. So wow. like it's. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a good scene. That's crazy. It's a really it's really sad for especially for the people that invested everything that they had into it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Like I'm lucky that I just invested my time and my passion you know I, I didn't have money behind me so like it was it's just about my time and effort but there's people that remortgaged and remortgaged their homes to yeah. to get these licenses and to do those things and to get products into the stores exactly. so so what do you think needs to change within the industry to kind of make things make more sense I just, right now they, they don't yeah I just think a, a reevaluation of probably what's going on with uh with health Canada with right. uh, we're just with you know, the way the structure, the whole structure works. Right. And you mentioned that you started before it was even legal. So mm-hmm. were you already getting customers or was it harder? <laughs> yeah, was customers. it easier back then because it was black market? Well, we, um, I don't know if it's easier, you know. So yeah, we, I stood at a table and we would have sales from, you know, the time we opened, we had a lineup at the door. Like, wow. um, so Lisa Campbell um, ran the green market, which was incredible. And she offered us all tables. So it was like myself and Fritz uh, Fritz made it to the legal market, Hidden Valley. Yes. There were just some really awesome, awesome people that were a part of it. And it was about education. So everybody that, that walked up to the table, I would give them a sample. And if they had any questions about it, I was there to do it. You can't do that in a dispensary. It's true. You know, and it's true. like, not to like toot my own horn, but the chocolate's so good. If you taste it, you're going to buy it. Right. So if <laughs> I could, true, it is good. so like it is more expensive than most of the chocolates that are in the store, but like, the quality but that's why everyone's like well this chocolate is four dollars i'm like yeah but did you eat it exactly i wouldn't put that in my mouth and i like that you're a cannabis advocate you didn't just go into it because you were like a businesswoman trying to make money like you really have passion behind the brand you know what i mean because that what that's what makes like a a brand last that's what makes you legacy right like i do i i do it and i talk about it because of how much it helped me exactly Um, yeah i don't know if you could talk to a lot of ceos or a lot of you know lps that really understand uh, the helping nature of the plant. And if there are, if they are out there, I would love to meet them. You know, anybody that I deal with right now is because they love the plant. Yes. And that's how, uh, that's how I, I keep it, you know? And uh, you know, like everyone's like, well, do you like this weed? Do you smoke that weed? I'm like, I don't smoke anything but Headwater. You know, Headwater is going to come to the legal market and I'm, I'm stoked about that. It's about time. But exactly, <laughs> but um, he grows his weed with love. like. If you meet the man, like the man just exudes love. I'm like, I want to smoke that weed. And that's what it's about for me. So like if you can bring love to the table, if you can love the plant, if you can show the yes. plant love, if you can show others around you, like I'm surrounded by these really sick bud tenders now, these young these young bud tenders that are still so passionate because I started my attitude starting getting crap because it's just about like when you're surrounded by like the sales numbers and all of that stuff, you kind of forget why you're doing it. Yeah. So now I've made friends with like, um, can I get a light on Instagram and doped and disabled. And these guys are just like super passionate about it that are, you know, doing reviews of the plant that are doing yeah. reviews of all the stuff that's out there. And they're just trying to add some love to it. And it, and that has to remain. You exactly. don't, and you don't feel a lot of that in the, in the LP with mm-hmm. the LP market. It's true. So that was one of the reasons why I wanted to start bowls and beats. I was like, everybody smokes here. Like yeah. it's been legal for quite some time. Like what is the delay on the promotion on the platforms? Like I don't understand, but goes back to restrictions. Right. So let's talk about that for a bit. Okay. How do you kind of advertise your platform on Instagram? It's constantly being restricted. Um, Would you suggest that's not a good platform? Instagram isn't a great platform, but I don't like I don't show myself smoking weed. Um, I'll show pictures of a chocolate bar 
but okay. I don't write like weed chocolate bar. Okay. You know, okay. so I think you kind of have to leave a lot of it to the imagination. You know, I had uh, Taylor Oaks doing uh, doing our Instagram and the creative bits behind it and we just kind of went around it as much as we could and we just really based it in me being an athlete and the focus on that the focus on the hard work do you still get restricted even though you do like kind of follow the rules I, I don't okay good, good 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 I don't I don't have problems with that luckily good. knock on wood I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do, eh? I do I do yeah no I've yeah. been I've had more issues with my personal than than the pro one because you know we're not showing it and we don't show weed I don't like I'm just showing a chocolate bar so it doesn't even make sense like yeah. there are so many things on that app that don't shouldn't be there yeah. but yeah it's allowed yeah but twitter, twitter you might want to go more twitter twitter is right. just opened okay. for uh for cannabis cool. so so all cannabis entrepreneurs yeah. go hit twitter yeah you get your weed and your porn i love twitter it's so like unfiltered i love it right it's it's just it's, it's unhinged i like it yeah and i love that you started like with the industry of fighting so you're also educating people that it helps with athletic athletic people right so how does it i always thought that cannabis didn't help with athletes i always thought like you weren't supposed to smoke before you went to the gym it was like not well, good for not, you not everybody should smoke before going to the gym that's for sure so and that's on, just like a, a myth uh it kind of depends who you are okay, it's just okay. like people saying one kind of weed is better than another kind of weed okay. everyone's endocannabinoid system is different so everyone's okay, going to handle it differently right so like there's some days where i smoke and i go and i super squirrel and then i'll just scroll my phone <laughs> you know i'm like oh, i can't freak, freak out um but then there's days where you go in and you're focused and you're totally like you mainline that flow and and it's a really beautiful thing um for me it's about getting out of my own head mm -hmm. uh for me with like adhd and like just super busy brain doing something like muay thai you have to be focused and i already have anxiety and i already have like a million things going through at once sometimes that we just focuses it and yes. puts you in that zone and you're able to listen and you're able to get it through and yes. you're able to calm down enough to get the motion exactly you know i don't recommend uh smoking weed and uh sparring you know because <laughs> you are going to be a little delayed probably right? right so like yeah not great i wouldn't recommend smoking weed and fighting you know but so an know. activity that's more yeah that you're that you're comfortable with okay, if you okay. haven't done that before if you are a, like i sit on my couch and smoke weed don't just try to go to a class go for a walk go move around you know go mm. shadow box like like movement is such a healer so like it's um it is yeah like i got i squirreled so hard during the pandemic and like i would run i would walk i would shadow box and then i started dancing because it's just like i just had to get out of my head yes. and so i just revisited my love of all things jungle and i love that yeah good so, yeah so how did you get into muay thai to begin with Oh, so yes, weird. I I'm was curious. a party girl. Like I was a hard raver, right? So you're just like a fighter. You're like, I like to fight. I'm gonna do no, this. not at all. <laughs> like I had never been in a fight. I had never. Don't like... lie. Don't be a liar. <laughs> Did you like to fight, or were you kind of like, I want to try it? Oh my god, I wanted nothing really? to do with it. I um, I stopped doing drugs. Right, I was raving, so I'm just like, okay, can't do this anymore. So I stopped doing drugs, and then I was like, but I got all this energy, right? Oh, okay. So. Um, I love that. Okay, so I just needed you. something. So I found a gym and then I just hit the background of the trainer. Like I ended up with a man named Ajahn Suchart, who is the man who brought Muay Thai to North America 30 years ago, you know, and, and the workouts I did with him were epic. And then I went through a massive breakup and I went, fuck it, I'm going to go to Thailand. And so I got on a plane and cried the whole way. I'd never been <laughs> an international flight before. I'm like, what am I doing? And in 2006, arrived in Thailand in Chiang Mai and got dropped off at a gym and the roosters are 
caught like going in the back and and I was the only woman there and I was the only foreigner there and it was me and a bunch of like 10 year old boys and wake up at six o'clock every morning and we'd go for a run and then we'd come back and train for two hours and then you'd eat and sleep and you'd wake up and at three o'clock you do it again that's incredible yeah wow tell me about that experience like what was that whole trip like for you um I cried a lot I was kind of like pre good internet. So I'd be able to go to like internet cafes and try to respond to people back home, but it wasn't great, but it was, uh, I kept a diary, you know, I wrote Good. and, um, it was crazy. You know, I was like, nobody had really done what I was doing at that time. You know, everyone goes to Thailand now and trains. Right. But nobody had really done it. There were a few I knew known of one other woman who had done it. And, uh, but yeah, it was really rare. And so it was um, it was amazing. So every single year I would go back and do it. And I'd go back for six weeks and then I'd go back for three months and then I'd go back for six months. And wow. I just like it just became such a part of my life. And I fell so in love with Buddhist culture. And, yes. you know, everyone's like, I don't understand how you'd want to do this violent sport. I'm like, have you seen them fight in Thailand? Yes. Like, it's the most beautiful thing. They show so much respect to their trainers. There's no mean mugging in the in the way in the weigh-ins. They like they it's are respect. super respectful yes, before yes. and after, and it's about that. And they do a, a beautiful dance called the Y Crew to show respect to the trainers and the spirits of the ring. You wow, know, so amazing. it's uh, it became such a part of my life, and I'm just really lucky. My whole back is done by. Uh, uh, by monks in Thailand so every before I would fight they would take me to the monks and the monks would give me a tattoo to bless me hence blessed and uh and they would pick a tattoo that would show for protection or for strength or anything they felt that I would need to step into the ring wow that's amazing pretty cool well I love that for you honestly I like that you said that you went from a party girl to you know, kind of like living this healthy lifestyle. Yeah. And it's okay that you smoke weed because you upgraded. A lot of people don't get that. Yeah. A lot of people who smoke weed have cut out alcohol. They've cut out other drugs. You know, they've cut out that party lifestyle because I also found that through meditation. Right. I, I started to meditate because I was feeling like that gut pain. Yeah. And meditation helps yeah, with that's it. That's all and anxiety. I herbs right? help with meditation. For sure. Meditation helps with the herbs. I'm like, this right. is great. Why am I, why am I going to stop? Have, right? you, have you floated yet? Have I floated? The sensory deprivation no, tank. No, I haven't. Okay, well, that'll oh be the next God. step for you. So I'm what the I'm the athletic ambassador for Float Toronto. So um, <clears throat> in 2016, same kind of time where everything was kind of happening, my mental health was hitting the, shit was hitting the fan mm-hmm. and my body was hitting the fan and um, Float Toronto opened up across from uh, Bolt Fresh Bar, um, Queen and Gladstone. And uh, I was listening to a lot of Joe Rogan at the time, and he was talking about stepping into the sensory deprivation tank and all that helps with. So it's a pool of water. Uh, It's about 11 inches deep, and it's got 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt in it. So it's heated to the same temperature, temperature as your body. So you sit back, and you lay back, and it lifts you up. And uh, you can have no lights on, or you can have like pink lights or a little yoga music if you need something. But it's about uh, letting go. It's about going back to weightlessness, like stepping back into the womb. So once you are still enough, you don't know where you are in space. So because it's just holding you up, it feels like a free fall through space. So adding edibles to it opens the natural DMT part of your brain and just makes for a really incredible journey. But it's the next step in the journey. I like that you brought that up because after that pandemic, I feel like a lot of people could definitely use a lot of mental health resources nowadays. Absolutely. And that's kind of been the thing where I was always like, I'm working out to get stronger. I'm working out to be stronger. And like, no, you're not. Everyone in this gym is 
working out to fight for their own mental health right, right now. Every single person in here right. is squirreling in their brain. They're fighting their demons. They're fighting their demons yes. and like putting it in their muscles, you know? So it's just like, it is, everyone is fighting for their mental health. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So anybody I see dancing on Instagram or doing their thing, it's, you know, it is about them like getting getting all that shit out through the right? movement right i hate people who are like so salty like this person's so cringe i'm like let them do them whatever Please. makes them happy Please. like let yeah. her dance on tiktok yeah <laughs> like let her do her thing go do your thing so i want to mention i want to go back to the part that you mentioned that buddhists were tat- picking your tattoos mm-hmm. that that's crazy so mm-hmm. if you guys don't follow her on instagram follow her on instagram angelina.bless oh. when i came across your page i was like holy shit you yeah. were tatted like heavily like heavily i'm really lucky my, uh, my best one of my best <laughs> friends is like an incredible tattoo artist it so. looks amazing yeah it I, looks uh, so badass thank you i love it's a, it it's almost a full suit so i just have my arms and my shins but i, love I don't it. probably i'm not going to tattoo my shins because of kicking so true um but uh yeah, and I love that like, there's a story behind it. I it's really uh, it's cool because it's people don't know that I'm that tattooed, right? So right. everyone's like, well, why aren't your arms done? And I'm just like, they were always kind of for me, right? So you know, like if I'm in if I'm in short like long shorts and you know a three quarter shirt, you don't know, but exactly. like underneath, it's it's pretty full on, you know, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the tattoos on my back like have just been have been done by monks and uh, and they uh, a lot of the time it's single needle and uh, so when you went there, they were just like, hey, like do you want a tattoo? And you're like, sure like how did that so even the trainers would usually take me so it'd oh, be okay. like the day before i fight and the trainers would take me and like they oh. would speak thai to the monks and then they would sit me down and you you sit in a prayer position and uh it's always with my back to them and they would have a shirt on me that has a little slit because they're monks and they're not supposed to like see females or touch mm. females so they just open the little slit that is hilarious. and then they just tattoo in that one spot so they're all um yeah they all signify um they, you know, the the trainer would say whatever, and and uh, and the tattoo artist would say, um, this is for strength, or this is for protection, or this is for, you know, for love, or whatever they would feel that I would need. But it was usually for strength or protection. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, you're making me want to go to Thailand now and be like, I want a tattoo. Let's go. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that you're spiritually connected with cannabis as well, because not a lot of people get that whole round to it. Like it is so powerful when you get connected with, you know, spirituality and cannabis. You know, when you mix those two together. 100%. So is there a stigma within like the athletic world and using cannabis? Because aren't you like not allowed to use it technically if you're I fighting? Think, uh, well, you know, the rules are really opening up. You know, they've, okay. they uh, like the UFC has opened it up for CBD at any time, I believe. And oh, then I think okay. uh, I think cannabis is just maybe six hours before they fight. So just like, oh, okay, so that's basically, like don't blaze and fight. Is oh, that's pretty not, much what they that's want. That's not terrible. But, um, but that's only for fighting, correct? But that's only for fighting. Um, football, I believe, has opened it up as well. Um, so we are getting there. So the stigma is slowly, slowly dying. Now, you know, I, I would say in athletics, but probably not in life because I still like, uh, my partner yeah. and I are trying to, uh, rent a home. And as soon as they, go- as soon as the landlords Google my name and see all of my work in cannabis, we are, we, they keep saying no to us. Wow. So it's, uh, that's crazy. It's crazy. So I think they just assume that I'm going to come in and, uh, I don't know, make a grow in their house or something like that. But I don't grow <laughs> weed. <laughs> I don't grow weed, bro. You're like, I bake. <laughs> I might make some chocolate, but, you know. like Wow. So, 
Wow. Stigma is still very real. And I think think being in Toronto, like we're really lucky. You go everywhere. We smell weed, you know, but like when I would go to Thailand, now Thailand would be very different. You know, I was there in 2020 last when weed was still illegal there. And I would always talk to the the fighters, like the foreigner fighters that were there because there's people from all over the world that come to Thailand to train. So and they would all be super okay with cannabis talk. But you couldn't talk to the trainers about it. They still really thought of weed as like a hard drug. So mm-hmm. it was very, very, very stigmatized there. So interesting. Yeah. We would have the crappy stigma of like the Cheech and Chong kind of stuff. Right. But their stigma would be very probably hard Worse. drug related. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's more of like an old fashioned culture. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, it's a bad thing. Which is yeah. interesting because now it's legal there. Yeah. So I'm I sure. I was like, what? I can't wait to go see what that world will look like. Right? Like, I still had some access to really bad cannabis when I was there, but um, of course. Uh, but yeah, like I had to go to one certain place and use it there, and you couldn't leave that part with it, you know, because it was like as a as a foreigner, it would just be asking to. Right. They're just waiting for uh, foreigners to leave that resort <laughs> place with cannabis, you know. Of course. So. But it makes sense now. I mean, with the Buddhist culture, like you were saying, like the meditation, yeah. the Zenness. It was just a matter oh, it's of time. gonna be happy shakes everywhere. So when you got so, into yeah. Buddhism, like, what was that like for you? I want to talk about that a bit too, because not a lot of people understand like how meditation kind of goes with it. I think it was uh, for me, it was the beauty that I would see of how uh, Buddhists in Thailand would treat their parents. You know, and that Aww. was really cool. I think North American culture is very like parents are getting old. We're gonna ship them off to the old age. Oh center. my god, yeah. But it is yeah. uh, Buddhist sons and daughters' duties to take care of their parents, to show them that the respect that they deserve. And I just like I just thought that was such a beautiful thing. They really, really emphasized on family and like I'm close with my dad and I'm close with my sister but it's you know my family hasn't always been the greatest life so I really you know I tried to find that through the rave scene but I really found it more in the Muay Thai and the Buddhist mm-hmm. Buddhist culture scene where they really that is family right yeah. and that's when you're really healing and sort of understanding your feelings yeah. and your thought processes right, right. yeah the same thing with me so how has cannabis helped you like mentally like with your mental health obviously it's helped you recover physically oh. but how about your mental health because like you said there's still a lot of stigma and people don't get it still a lot of stigma (laughs) there's still a lot of overuse in cannabis right which uh, which really you know you hear a lot of people say every day well I had to quit smoking weed it was making my anxiety too bad so I think it's really about finding the right process for you right like high CBD go hard you know like it's right it's it's about that you know it goes it's back about, to education it goes back to education yeah you people know don't get the plant no <laughs> like you could you could probably you know i'm sure a smaller small amount of uh jagermeister would probably be medicinal too you know but you're not going to drink the whole bottle and say right. that there's like something healthy about that right, right? so i think it'd be yeah, I think it's about finding the right products that would really work. Exactly, because there's a lot of people there who out there who don't like getting high, but they don't realize you can use CBD. Like yeah. there's other forms. It doesn't have of the to plant. be about getting high. Exactly. Right? Not at all. Absolutely. Like I, I don't want to look blazed in public. Like right. I don't think you're looking at me right now, being like, right. "Oh, she smoked a ton of weed today." Right. right? I don't want to look like that. Exactly. I don't think anybody thinks we look like that right now. No. But I'm <laughs> high as fuck. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. You know what I mean? So, I'm like, no, we can I, have a conversation. We can yeah, still function. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be that person. I I don't want I don't want to have somebody remember me green out at a party or something like that. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And people not, also act vibe. like you don't know how to function. Yeah. But it also goes back to are you living living the kind of lifestyle that's healthy? Because a lot of people who always say like I had to quit because it was making my life worse. I'm right. like, what else are you doing? Usually they're oh. also partying. They're also drinking. They're also ignoring their mental health. The and level, then they'll blame weed. Yeah. So it's just it's about finding the right tools. Yeah. And it's also about knowing how it's like affecting your life.
life. Right. Because like I used to drink a lot, girl. I was a raver too. <laughs> girl. <laughs> what? If people who used to know me like see me now, they're like, what the hell happened to you? Like, yeah. You were such a party girl. And I'm like, but it wasn't doing anything for me. As for weed, like, yeah, yeah I might use it as an outlet sometimes, but it does something for me. Right. It doesn't negatively affect me. You right. know what I mean? Like, I don't wake up feeling sick. I don't wake up regretting what I did. I'm like, like, be like, oh my God, did I do that? Like, right, I don't, exactly. Yeah. I can still function. Like, being someone who has like, high functioning anxiety like it calms me down and like mm -hmm. a lot of people who don't have that don't get it exactly. and you don't have to get it but just don't judge right yeah. no. like you don't have to get it well, but like don't people, there's a lot of people that don't uh be like oh i'd never smoke weed or i'd never get in the float tank you know people that tell me that they'd never get in the float tank are people that need it the most you know mm -hmm. like why are you so resistant to it right mm -hmm. what is stopping you from going to lay in a bed of salty water for an right. hour you know right. so a lot of people don't want to deal with the demons that are in their head and cannabis might open that up for them an hour of silence in the point. sensory deprivation tank might just open that up too much for them that's and that might point. be too much noise that's yeah. actually something that cannabis did a lot for me too it yeah. really made me like face myself yeah. you know what i mean like when when i wasn't using cannabis i was more like naive i guess and like not really present right and then when i started using cannabis i was more like okay i didn't have to react this way or i didn't have to handle the situation this way or you know life is still good yeah. like <laughs> it humbles you right right it makes you feel blessed right <laughs> so let's talk about your products okay. i really want to get into that because they're so amazing you guys i'm not just saying that it, it's blessed uh -huh. <laughs> so let's talk about a few things you got here so okay. we got some mint dark chocolate ooh, with sea salt ooh. yeah so that's uh that was the first full uh the full size uh chocolate bar on the market okay so it's 10 squares hand painted vegan and gluten-free um finished with sea salt and cocoa nibs ooh. so you have uh 10 milligrams of cbd per square and one milligram of thc per square i love so, that i so, actually like that you use cbd yeah like i did a i did a yoga class one time and we microdosed the class and we gave them, they were a bunch of new like women users and we gave them two and a half milligrams. And I'm like, what is that gonna do? Like, <laughs> come on. But yo, they were touched just yeah, a little. Yeah. And it was nice. They all just chilled out just a little. <laughs> and that's all it should be or all that it needs to yes. be. You know, like, do I eat my chocolate bars? I don't. I love them, but I would need to eat 10 of them. So that's right, where my tolerance, tolerance is at, right? Yes. So, um, but this is an amazing new, pro uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's amazing, but it's an amazing new product that um, is great for, it's great for the newbie. It's great for people that don't want to get super touched, but want to feel the relaxation of the CBD and their, and their recovery benefits. Perfect. Yeah. I have a question. Yes. Could you, could you guys explain the difference between the CBD and THC for those that don't know, oh, including yeah. myself, because I don't know yeah. any of that shit. <laughs> um, uh, THC is the psychoactive benefit uh, part of the uh, of the plant, where CBD is just the more anti-inflammatory and non-psychoactive part of it. So you can take CBD and feel the, uh, I'm going to call it a healthy Advil, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Where the THC will be more uh, active in your mind and uh, and you will feel the, the highness. Like the, like the tingle in the body type of thing. Well, if it makes your body tingle, we should probably talk to somebody about that. But uh. <laughs> really, Does that like, what are you me? taking? <laughs> I was telling her actually. That might be mushrooms. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I was telling her actually just before you came that um, last week I took uh, I took some edibles. I'll show you the picture after. Okay. And I took it at seven p.m. Okay. This is Sunday. I'm like, okay, if I take it by seven by one in the morning, I'll be good because my my cousins were over. Cool. My cousins didn't leave till three in the morning. I went to sleep. I woke up at 7 in the morning because my dog was crying to, to, to let her out. Yeah. The moment I got up, that's when it hit me. Okay. So I got, up, I got up and I was tingling everywhere. I'm like, whoa. Like, wow. So I pretty much <laughs> fell back asleep and then I woke up at 3 and then I was fine. 
how and that's the first time it's ever happened to me because i've had edibles before not a lot because i'm on a i like i smoke less than casual okay right? so okay. i guess this was the first time that i ever experienced that because i've had them before but it never took this long to hit me how um how many milligrams was it i'll show you a picture hold on if you guys want to just keep talking and i'll show you guys <laughs> a picture in a sec what i'm thinking happened was like he took too much and he woke up with that like groggy no i just took one fucking edible how high did you feel during yeah like, from the when 7 till 1 a.m did you feel it then yeah. you did yeah, right? yeah 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 but were you more high at 3 a.m when you got no back no, no no okay no, no. um how's your liver it's a good question let me ask Karina. Hold on. <laughs> He's like, let me call my doctor. <laughs> hey. uh, it could be a dehydration thing that oh, you're right. holding on to it. Uh, TH- THC is stored in your fat cells, right? Oh. Um, so when you get up to move around again, you might kick back in the THC. Yeah, like then, then, I eat a ton of edibles at night. And then when I wake up to work out the next day, I drink a coffee. I start to skip. I get high again. Oh, shit. Right. Okay. But then wouldn't that do the same thing when you're actually smoking the weed or no? No. no. Oh, no. okay, okay. No, it has to bypass your liver, right? Gotcha. So you eat gotcha. it, goes through your stomach, and then your liver metabolizes it. Okay. Yeah. Let me see if I find the picture. But yeah, they say time. like four to eight hours for edibles, right? Yeah, it depends on the person. So if your liver isn't super uh, fast functioning, or if you've been dehydrated through the day, if you didn't drink a lot of water, it would take you a, a lot longer to process it. Right. Gotcha. So let's, let's actually talk about that. What okay. are some tips to kind of help people have a healthy hive to make sure they don't bad buzz? <laughs> um, plan it. I think timing is a massive factor, especially if it's mm. edibles. Setting, right. always. You know, right. you have to think about who you're going to be with, what's going to be around. Are you going to get stuck with a work call halfway through? Right. Um, I think all of those things are really important. But yeah. it's also, you know, like... It is, like I said, like about your endocannabinoid system. So what you might like to smoke isn't going to be what I'm going to like to smoke. Exactly, right? exactly. So Even like how you consume it, right? Because edibles are a whole different thing. Whole different thing. Yeah. Let, let's talk about that too. Well, like how joints. would you say edibles are healthier than actually smoking? Um, well, you're not going to get the carcinogenic uh, effects right. that smoking was of like actually lighting lighting the joint on fire. Right, right? right. So there's all of those risks. I have, from my party days, pretty bad lungs. So I really try to like take care of them as much as I can. Vaping is not good for me. And uh, so that's why I chose edibles. Okay. Um, so are there any cons for edibles or would you say like it's pretty much you're um, blessed? Length, <laughs> yeah, length of time, really. You, okay. A lot of people don't always want to put in the four to eight hours or whatever it's going to be, yeah. right? Or may not have the hour to wait for it to onset, yeah. right? People want, you know, when you smoke a joint, it's 90 seconds to get to your bloodstream. Right. That's right. pretty great too, right? To be honest, that's why I haven't been so in touch with edibles because it's more of like, I don't have the time to like yeah. wait eight hours like all day for this to right. But at the same time, I'm like, I notice that my lungs are starting to like feel that yeah. smokers and I don't like that. No, so I'm 100%. trying to get into edibles. I, rip, I, uh, I rip bongs route. in the morning before I go run and train. You do now? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Those beats. Yeah, right. No, you got to rip a bong. Like I ripping a bong and training has been like the biggest push out the door for me. Okay. So, like, I rip a bong and I'm ready to go. You okay, know? cool. And uh, but then edibles are nighttime for me, you know. So like I'll start eating edibles like six o'clock. I'll start to right. take in my milligram dosage, right? Because I don't, you know, like the amount that I eat, I'm gonna eat like almost, you know, between 150 and 200 milligrams, right? Right. Please don't do that at home. <laughs> um, that hold on, is hold on. me. Say it again so I can write this down so I know not to do that. <laughs> do not eat 200 milligrams before bed. Yeah, okay. uh, that's just for me. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. But honestly, it doesn't touch me that hard. But that's not my. Um, sit in front of you 
you know like right, i could eat right, 50 right, milligrams right. and sit in front of you no problem yes but 200 milligrams i'm gonna be a little sloppier right i mean that's that's couch time that's exactly that's a little netflix and you know cuddle with the puppy you know right. like that's that's exactly. that's what i'm talking about for so those people who do like feel groggy maybe they should try consuming it differently right absolutely because i have some people telling me like i hate edibles well, that's kind of me yeah. like i don't hate edibles but i just know like i'm gonna be on the couch all day like i'm not gonna be able to talk to anybody but like, that's it but what kind of edibles are they were they made from flour were they made from distillate were they made from true. hash so all of those things are going to hit you differently if it's okay. only made from distillate it's going to feel like a punch in the face right oh. because they've taken all of the other cannabinoids out of it so it's just thc okay so it's just going to feel like this right that's, but when that's you, the hard hitter that's the hard oh, i hitter, hate those right okay. and that's just here that's where okay. i feel like here but when you add things in like the cbd or the cbc or the cbg or any of those things you start to get the relaxation benefits okay. right and that's the and hash especially that is the hug on the couch that is the the chill that is the i smoked hot knives in high school buzz that we all kind of want to refill yeah, again yeah, right yeah so like that's you know that's that's why that's why hash is as is the important i had no idea that hash was like beneficial like that to be honest hash i have no idea hash is like it's squished if it's solventless it's gonna be all it's pure plant interesting right? it's I pure plant. no idea yeah. i really thought it's not like I a distillate stigma. distillate goes through co2 you know or right. like you've got old shatter with butane but no this is squished plant interesting right so you'd say edibles with hash are, are better yes interesting yes. i did not know that yeah Okay. Yeah, I brought you some hash uh, that myself and my partner made. Uh, so uh, oh, he's excited. an incredible hash maker. So this is made with uh, Khalifa mints by Headwater. So we're really oh, lucky to be. Headwater. So it's like so much love. This is like oh, the God, hash with the most that. love. So the love that Joe and I put into it and the love that Headwater put into I love it. That. And so, so first timers who might not even really know about hash, just kind of tell them how it's a better form well it's just you know it's made with love so you're basically taking the plan and you're washing it in ice cold water so the ice water separates the trichomes from the plant and it's the stickiness and then it removes it so it's going through a screen process uh and you spoon it out at the end is the kind of dumbed down version but it's um it's uh it is the whole love plant it is the i believe the reason that we want to feel the way that we want to feel when we're consuming yeah it's that old like yeah, like the way I think that like hot knives in high school, that like old school Jamaican cess, like those <laughs> that kind of buzz, yeah, rolled into one. And that's, I love that. Yeah, and is it hard to get here? I live with a hash maker. I don't know. <laughs> oh right, right. She's like, I'm biased. I'm kind of right, biased. Right. I don't know. Because I've noticed like with people who do like hash, my friends, like they're always like, it's hard to find good hash in Toronto. You know what? The Hash Corporation makes ridiculous hash, and that's on the market right now with the OCS. And uh, and okay, you know, that's that's a great place to start. You know, um, yeah. The so hash would corporation. you suggest hash to like beginners? Or Absolutely. Would you okay. Absolutely. Okay. If, um, you can get uh, you can get bubble hash. So if you're used to smoking joints, you can sprinkle some bubble hash. So okay, cool. that's already going to be at least a thirty percent THC. So you're going to really feel a difference in the difference of what you're going to smoke in the weeds on the weeds. So it's uh, I would definitely recommend it, especially it's for no. people that are probably getting really used to that real punch in the face high. You know, people buying like. Uh, infused joints yeah you know yes. I, I don't think distillate was meant to be smoked in joints i think mm-hmm. that was that we could file that under the things we didn't ask for you know like it's like <laughs> i don't like getting creative yeah, no i don't want that <laughs> but um but i think hash in a joint is a beautiful thing and i think uh i think i think that's the kind of buzz that people really want to feel cool yeah i so, found the picture yes Hold on. show us i love it so it's 500 mg for the package oh for fuck's sakes 500 
Okay. Okay. So those are bad. So basically, I'm dead. You got the black market. Yeah, like... you got black market 500 <laughs> milligrams. So those because and they look like real like five cent candies, right? Like yeah. they look legit. Yeah, so yeah. basically, what people are doing it was is like six pieces, I think. Yeah. So they're going pieces. to the bulk barn. They're buying that candy and then they spray it with distillate. So completely unregulated in all forms. But you probably got a candy that was in the side of the bag that probably had all of the 500 milligrams on it yeah that is that is in no way that is five times what i should be eating so that is what? 10 I'm times dead. what you should be eating legal no dose wonder, dude, this, it was is, scary. this is 10 milligrams right and this is what the government this thinks that scary. you should eat i was scared of this has never <laughs> happened before. i'm gonna die it was one of those moments where his soul was like out of his body <laughs> no seriously like and, and and the worst part is that when i got up and everything was hitting me i'm like fuck i have to meet up with a client in three hours Right. Yeah, right. thank God they messaged me and they're like, "Hey, listen, could we push it for another day?" Yeah, I might and need to. I, I was, jump- <laughs> <laughs> I was jumping up and down even though I couldn't move, and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, of course, don't worry about it." But like that shit fucked me up. Yeah, Anyways, now yeah. you know there's just absolutely no reason for those kind of and this milligrams. This was twenty five bucks, so that's probably the reason why I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, why that's, not?" That's awesome. Yeah, this would be like twelve. So this is pretty much this is pretty much regular candy and they, they just spray they it. just spray it with this lit yeah a hundred percent yeah what the hell you think yeah, they're like man. expert candy makers no, no, sitting I, there well, again not. like yeah. when you see a package like this which I'll send yo you it's amazing probably, like, so yeah so they go to alibaba's they get you know a thousand of that package printed up and then they fill it with yeah like it's a legit business it's a legit business oh, but i just if it's not a me- you're not a medical <laughs> patient be like, no. you don't have cancer there's no reason for you to be eating 500 milligrams yeah that's excessive yeah Overconsumption. Damn. Actually, now that I remember too, that same Sunday, I it was one in the morning. It didn't hit me, so I went to my cousin's house. I gave my friend, my my cousin's girlfriend, one. So I shared. And then, yeah. Uh, hey, I almost died trying well, this. No, 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 no. But this was the same time that, that that I took it, right? Okay. Okay. And then the next morning, when after oh sorry, when I woke up at four or five, I text my my cousin's girlfriend. I'm like. By the way, did this hit you? Yeah, were you good? She didn't respond. <laughs> yeah. two, hour, two hours later, I'm dead. She didn't two respond. hours later, she's like, Jonah, I'm at work and it just fucking hit me now. Oh, I'm like, no. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I should laugh. <laughs> oh, man. That <laughs> sucks. <laughs> that really That's does terrible. suck. No, but thank really. you. Thank you. Because now I know I'm going to bitch out my friend. I'm mean, like, what the fuck are you giving me? <laughs> But the, I mean, that's the great thing about the legal market. You know, like the edibles are being done properly. It's yeah, nothing well, sketch. It's nothing, you know what I mean, weird. Well, that's it. I think the government had to put in regulations because we right. would have gone haywire a little bit, right? So yeah. it could have been more than 10. Right. Um, Like it could have been more than 10. It doesn't need to be 500. <laughs> but I would, I would love it to be 50. Yes. Right? Yes. You could Reasonable. Go home, go home with a chocolate bar with 50. Educate people right. on how to use it. You could use that for a party for five to ten people right True. like good point yeah so i guess it's just because of experiences like <laughs> like jonah's you know where people overconsume and they're like we don't want that to happen but that's the, the unfortunate market. part everybody has a bad edible story exactly that, in the honestly, same way that's why like, i stopped doing edibles because yeah. of the black market edible first of all it tastes Man. disgusting it tastes like it tastes like i have one everything. left so now you know Ugh. i'm gonna give it to one of my boys who pisses me off <laughs> wow like, here i love you Enjoy that one person so that doesn't shut up just wow. yeah, shut up oh do you have to go somewhere important right now <laughs> yeah no no exactly yeah so like they'll be like yeah friday i have a date i'm like no way <laughs> oh yeah you're like coming over thursday yeah. i'm coming over on thursday we're gonna have some edibles <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> Oh, that's man. hilarious wow I but I, I love that you really like tried to make your edibles taste good because that's one of the reasons why i hated edibles well, i can't stand uh, that taste i had to well th- that's that was the hole that i filled in the market there exactly any you know like my my amazing friends at fritz were making cereal bars 
you know, out of like kids cereal. And that was so awesome, you know, but not what I could eat to stay on, uh, to stay on weight for fighting. Exactly. So I wanted to be able to go home and have a square of chocolate, not mess with my, my fight weight, you know, not mess with my sugars or anything exactly. like that. There were no low sugar, you know, low sugar, high fat edibles on the market. And that's, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to put healthy things. You know, if you look at a lot of the uh, ingredients of the edibles that are out there, mm-hmm. it's not anything I want to eat. It has mm-hmm. to sit in a package for four months. So it's got to be stable. So if you're getting a brownie, I was made four months ago, bro. <laughs> like, wow. I don't want to eat that. Look at the preservatives. I don't want to eat that. Interesting. So, so what would you say are like ingredients to watch out for? Any preservative. This is like you, the, there's no preservatives in this. It's like cocoa okay. butter and mint. Interesting. And so that, you think that affects like the, the THC? Um, well? I would say that any chocolate product, any high fat product is going to affect it better because of how mm. cannabis sits in okay. fat and how cannabis is affected within fat. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, people love it in gummies, but for like the sugar, it doesn't really make sense to me, but I love eating gummies. So, you know, like the gummy is awesome thing for me, but (laughs) it never really made sense. But, um, I guess just as a, as a vessel, it works. Right. Cool. And everybody loves the gummy. Exactly. Exactly. So being a woman in cannabis, have you ever like felt a time where you weren't like taken seriously or you kind of found it hard (laughs) to get, you know, your foot into it every day? Right. I'm like, is it just me or like, is everything ran by a man? It was, it was hard (laughs) because I was in the boardrooms with all the rich dudes, you know, and I am a completely covered in tattoos, weed smoker. So no, people didn't take me seriously. And I do have a drug dealer attitude. So I, um, I just kind of had to stick with that a little bit. So, you know, I got looked down a lot. I got asked where my husband was a lot. You know, I would always have my hand checked for a ring, you know, all of that. And, but it, I didn't, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Like fighting has given me a whole different attitude where they can talk to me like a little girl. They can talk to me like I don't understand what they're talking about. But like, I just look at them like I could beat the absolute shit out of you. So I don't care what you have <laughs> I to. I love that. Like I the level that. of dis- disrespect you show me, like I don't care. That's amazing. I know more about weed than you and I could, I could beat the crap out of you. So I, that gets me through love, a lot of disrespect that. in my life. Good. But, um. You know, it has been hard. I have been, uh, you know, I still sit at a lot of tables where men won't make eye contact with me, but I just have to put that in a men are extremely Weirdos. intimidated by strong women. And, I hate that. That's so know, weird. That's what, cool. Like, what's it? Jonah, why? Why? What the fuck? Why am I playing? Oh my God. <laughs> Who's the man here? Only Jonah. <laughs> We're just going to blame Why you. are guys weird like that? Why did they blame. get so intimidated by like eye contact from like a hot girl they don't know? If they know, they're already like, whatever, you're my bro. Yeah. If they don't know you, you're like at a meeting, they get so like intimidated. You're like, it wasn't their move, you know? Like, what do you want me to do? It takes the power away. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. It's, it's very weird. It takes the power away. Pretty right? sure it has to do with their upbringing and stuff because. True. Yeah. It gives small dick energy. It's like, why are you intimidated if I'm a little girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, it's I go with that weird. a lot. Yeah. I just, I just roll too. that through in my head a lot during the conversation. <laughs> that, I, I asked you because that's something I deal with all the time. Yeah. You know, now that I got my foot into bowls and beats, like, right. I'll ask, like, guys and because who are we're up there. And because we're nice women, yes. right? With nice uh, smiles. I'm like, what do you, you want, want me to do? Want... Be an asshole. Like, this is my job. Yeah. <laughs> just, just be a little tougher. It's okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. that your advice? Yeah. Just be a little tougher. Okay, cool. Not with me. Or come train. Not with me. No, but you're cool. You're cool. Because I'll shut off the fucking program and, <laughs> yeah, and I'll come over and I'll smack over. you around sorry yeah. sorry 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 <laughs> I take it back <laughs> yeah don't come in me con you know <laughs> imagine you want to come over there right now fucking come over there <laughs> the fucking I, I actually ring. I like that you brought that up too because there's also a stigma with women fighting oh. oh my god well you know it was really crazy because uh 
you know, in Thailand, it's very, very, very different, you know, and I had to get very used to that. So the gyms that I would train at in Bangkok, uh, I wasn't allowed to touch the ring. Women had to train on the floor. Oh, so uh, they viewed women as very bad luck especially oh. in the Muay Thai gyms. So for a lot, many, many years, women weren't allowed to train. Uh, there was a sign on the side of the ring at Lumpini Stadium, like the big arena that says women are not allowed to touch the ring. So like I, uh, when I fight in Thailand, I go under the bottom rope when I get into the ring. Men go over the top rope. Wow. Everyone's like, doesn't that bother you? I'm like, it's thousands of years of tradition. Who the fuck am I to come in and say that the Thais are doing it right, wrong? Right? right. I'm like some white girl. I'm like, right. you're, no, I don't believe in what you're doing. <laughs> it's not it's not my business. But I um, I was just honored to be there. So I, right. uh, I, I take every, you take it with a grain of salt and that's their culture. And, and, exactly. And I'm, you know, it's fine. I worked my way up and I was always respected in the gyms in Thailand, you know, being a woman. And that was, that was really cool. They didn't really know what to do with me. Like, who's this white girl just showed up who doesn't speak Thai and like, She's kicking but, everyone's ass. You know, I cut everybody's hair and I, you know, I, you know, it was cool, you know, and I, I just got to be a part of it and they did accept me, you know, they didn't probably understand it, but. That's really know, cool. It was, it was, it was a tough place to be and I appreciate it. That's really cool. That. So yeah. to any woman or a little girl who might be watching this, that's kind of like, I want to get into fighting, but you know, it's not very feminine quote unquote or like people are gonna you know talk shit about me because you know i grew up with older brothers and one of my brothers boxed right. so I, I would be like oh my god can i fight too my mom would always be like no you're the girl you can't fight and i'd be like what and now that i'm older i'm like that would have been a great way for me yeah. to let out my anger it's the like, a best way. mentally it's the best thing you could do for you self-esteem right. wise it's the best thing you could do for you right. like i don't have kids but if i had kids I would definitely, if I had a little girl, I would definitely be putting her into jujitsu. I would definitely right. be, you know, like self-defense is the greatest thing. <laughs> Having a woman walk around knowing that she can defend herself yes. is is a beautiful thing. And I, I uh, that. that's why I've started, um, we're going to work with Bud Smoke, we're going to work with Kindling Media, and we're going to start to teach some Bud Tenders some self-defense. Yes. So I besides, be you know, we've got Bud Tenders sitting in stores by themselves, you know, with the economic shit that's going on right now so now we've got people by themselves in stores there are robberies there it's is shit true. going on so if it's not even for the movement of muay thai then i can teach some mobility i can teach some stretching you know like how to how to not stay so bored how to open your hips up like all of that stuff can help and i don't think bud tenders want another product knowledge session to talk about cbd and thc <laughs> no they want some help to move it's around dirty. do some squats yeah. like feel a little stronger and that is uh that's the kind of motivation I want to put into the world because that's kind of what people ask me about the most of like, how do you do it? How do you feel? You know, but it's um, it's just what's made me feel better. So that's kind of what I pass on to people. It's the floating and all that yes. stuff. You know, it's like just keep passing on the information. Honestly, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because I think there's like a huge stigma with women fighting. You know, they're seen as aggressive or manly. And honestly, at oh, the yeah. end of the day, like you mentioned, <laughs> self-defense is so important. Yeah. So it should be taught more, if anything, you know, with women. Yo, so I love that you're advocating for that as well. The world is a that. crazy place right oh, now. Yeah. And Everybody I, should know self-defense. Everyone. Everyone. Like, I would just, I think it would be a better place if we could all walk around and feel a little bit better and a little bit stronger yeah. about ourselves. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Walk anytime you want to come, blessed. anytime you want to come punch something, like... Like, I would love that. Honestly, I think that's yeah. a great idea and I would join because I used to work right? at Ghost Drops and I would be there alone. And so many times I would think, yo, anybody can come in here right now and what is a five for one that doesn't know how to fight gonna do? Like, yo, I'm yo, just gonna be like, ex, take the money. You know my ex then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> Amazing, oh my God, it's hilarious. <laughs> I think she needs an edible. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. take back my food right now. <laughs> 
So before we wrap it up, can you just let my audience know where they can find you on social media or even just your brand in any dispensary? Absolutely. Um, you can find Blessed Edibles at Blessed Edibles um, on Ooh. Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Angelina.Blessed. You can find our products. You can check at Weed Panion uh, and that can tell you exactly where the products will be uh, and how much they are in the stores closest to you. So that's kind of your best bet for, for where to get the products. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here, Angelina. Thank you it so was much for so having nice me. to meet you, honestly. You you're truly, you are blessed. This yes. whole company is blessed. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're advocating for both the plant and for women. That's amazing. Appreciate you having Keep me. Keep doing it. Thank I love you. people like that. That's why you're here. Stay blessed. And I will my have friend. you back. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. That wraps up today's episode. Comment, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Awesome. Word on the streets. It's bowls and beats. And blessed. Yes. Thank <laughs> you. Guys. That was so That was good. Yes. Oh my god. That was good. Everything you represent, I was just like, I felt it in my soul. <laughs>